Hello, and welcome to this week's Three Shifts edition by Six Pages, the source for far-reaching market shifts and what they mean. It's December 4th, 2020. Here are the three shifts that you need to know this week. One, Salesforce joins with Slack in the battle for the enterprise against big cloud players like Microsoft. Two, advances in remote customer service from cloud-based contact centers to chatbots. And three, direct-to-consumer insurance is widening its reach. Shift one, Salesforce joins with Slack in the battle for the enterprise against big cloud players like Microsoft. After a week of speculation, the world's leading CRM player, Salesforce, announced it had agreed to acquire enterprise collaboration platform Slack in an enormous $27.7 billion cash and stock deal, expected to close by July 2021. Slack's platform will be the interface through which people will communicate and take action on customer information from Salesforce's Customer360 data platform, and potentially how customers will access Salesforce's wider range of tools. The acquisition brings together two sizable ecosystems of enterprise apps and workflows, Slack with over 2,400 apps, and Salesforce with over 5,000 solutions, with Slack's platform serving as a key interaction medium among them in the future. The largest ever cloud software deal, this move tells a story across several fronts for Slack and Salesforce, and their competition with mutual rival Microsoft. First, Slack. Despite its CEO calling the move, quote, the most strategic combination in the history of software, end quote, the deal signifies a recognition that Slack could not beat rival collaboration platform Microsoft Teams on its own. Microsoft Teams, which is bundled into its Office 365 subscription and effectively free for existing Office 365 users, has exploded in popularity during the pandemic, soaring from over 20 million daily active users in November 2019 to 115 million in October 2020. While Slack has not reported daily active users since October 2019, with 12 million, there has been wide perception that it has not kept pace vis-a-vis Microsoft Teams despite pandemic-driven growth. It is also not yet profitable. For Slack, operating as a standalone messaging platform in a world of integrated suites where collaboration will increasingly take place within existing workflows was not going to be a dominant position which is why Slack came to Salesforce with this deal. Next, Salesforce. While growing at 20% year-over-year, highly acquisitive Salesforce has struggled to find its next growth engine. It has long had aspirations of integrating collaboration into its product suites, for example with Chatter and Quip, but with mixed success. Salesforce is also facing upstart CRM platforms that have been generating buzz and drawing investment. For example, Pipedrive's majority investment by Vista Equity Partners at a $1.5 billion valuation, Cinch's $690 million from SoftBank, and C3.ai's new CRM with Microsoft and Adobe in impending IPO. Salesforce hopes Slack may be an answer to some of its major strategic problems, including perceptions of its products as being complex and not particularly easy to use. The market, however, is not optimistic. Salesforce's share price took a dive after the announcement, and it has been drawing questions as to why it had to buy Slack versus partnering. It is not clear whether the combination of Salesforce and Slack will be able to meaningfully take share from Microsoft. Even together, they lack Microsoft's extensive cloud and AI capabilities, as well as the penetration of its Office Business Applications franchise, for example, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and Outlook. It's more likely that Slack will help Salesforce grow incrementally, increasing engagement and reducing churn among existing customers. 
We also shouldn't underestimate the challenges of digesting a deal of this magnitude. To read more content related to digital collaboration, check out our April 24th, 2020 brief, a follow-up on the race in digital collaboration. And our February 16th, 2020 brief, Microsoft Teams and Slack's rivalry and what's ahead for collaboration. Shift two, advances in remote customer service from cloud-based contact centers to chatbots. As more businesses move online during the pandemic, there's a growing need to interact with customers through digital channels. Support functions are handling more calls and interactions and having more difficult conversations with anxious customers, while agents are working remotely with less on-site managerial support. Vendors have lately been investing in product development and acquisitions to meet new demands for support tools. This week, Amazon, Salesforce, and Facebook each made announcements related to remote customer service. At Amazon's virtual AWS reInvent conference, it debuted five new capabilities for Amazon Connect. Its cloud-based contact center service, originally based on its own e-commerce customer service system, which was launched as a commercial offering in 2017. Amazon Connect saw significant growth during the early months of the pandemic, adding over 5,000 new customers in March through April 2020. The new capabilities are focused on productivity and customer satisfaction, with one, voice recognition to authenticate customers via Amazon Connect Voice ID, two, aggregation of customer data such as name, purchases, and support history into a consolidated view via Amazon Connect customer profiles, three, real-time call transcription and AI analysis for customer sentiment, compliance, and trends via contact lens for Amazon Connect, four, surfacing relevant answers to agents in real time using machine learning to detect customer issues and scan repositories via Amazon Connect Wisdom, and five, task management for customer support events, including automation, assignment, tracking, and follow-up via Amazon Connect Tasks. While the buzz at Salesforce's Dreamforce conference was largely about its agreement to acquire Slack, it also used the opportunity to highlight another push in enterprise software, its new workforce engagement product. Available through Salesforce's Service Cloud, Workforce Engagement joins the rest of its customer service suite, including Core Service, Digital Engagement, Service Cloud Voice, and Field Service. The new product, which has integrations with Amazon Connect, is focused on helping companies manage their contact centers and distribute work to agents from the cloud through a few different capabilities. One, AI-powered prediction of incoming volume across channels such as phone, chat, and email via service forecast for customer 360. Two, real-time allocation of staff across channels based on availability and skills via omnichannel capacity planning. And three, performance dashboard for support agents, real-time coaching and training via personalized agent engagement. Lastly, Facebook agreed to buy Customer, a customer service platform that brings together a unified view of customer conversations across channels and helps automate support processes for a reported $1 billion. Customer itself had previously acquired Reply.ai in May 2020 to help companies build customized chatbots. For Facebook, the acquisition will help with its ongoing push into B2B social commerce. These moves are taking place in an increasingly crowded space full of vendors eager to serve remote customer support needs. In October 2020, cloud communications platform Twilio agreed to acquire customer data platform segment for $3.2 billion. The stated rationale by Twilio 
which powers 1 trillion interactions annually through SMS, chat, voice, video, and email APIs, was to help its business customers unify customer data scattered across systems and enable personalized touchpoints. Twilio offers its own programmable cloud contact center called Twilio Flex. And it's looking like cloud-based customer service is becoming table stakes for the major public cloud vendors. In addition to Amazon Connect, Google has also been pushing its contact center AI service. And in September 2020, Microsoft launched Azure Communication Services, which offers similar enterprise communication capabilities to Twilio and bills itself as the, quote, first fully managed communication platform offering from a major cloud provider, end quote. Startups with offerings in the customer service arena, for example, chatbots, SMS support, AI voice agents, call analysis, contact center software, and enterprise communications, are drawing significant investor interest of late. Examples this year include the acquisitions of ReplyBuy and Voca.ai, and investments in Ada, ASAP, Aircall, Observe.ai, Sprinkler, Replicant, Dialpad, DigitalBrain, and Ultimate.ai. We also shouldn't expect established players like Cisco, Avaya, Genesis, Zendesk, and Five9 to stand still. The story for customer service agents, however, is a mixed bag. On the one hand, automation of rote tasks is likely to make them become more productive and potentially higher paid. Cloud-based software can facilitate off-site remote work, allowing for more flexible hours and location, as well as expanded workforce participation. On the flip side, there will be fewer traditional customer service roles available, requiring some to reskill or be pushed out of the workforce altogether. For the agents remaining, they may have the flexibility, but feel more surveillance than ever. To read more content related to remote customer service, check out our October 16th, 2020, Three Shifts Edition, Twilio acquires Segment for $3.2 billion, unifying customer interactions and customer data. And our July 17th, 2020, Three Shifts Edition, WhatsApp business is growing fast, with now over 50 million active merchant users. Shift 3. Direct-to-consumer insurance is widening its reach. As the direct-to-consumer D2C insurance model continues to gain traction, investors are looking for startups that can deliver on a modern insurance buying experience comparable to what consumers experience in direct-to-consumer retail. Startups are reaping the benefits in the wake of Lemonade's strong July 2020 IPO. Root, which tracks driving behavior to set rates, raised over $724 million in its October 2020 IPO, surpassing expectations and achieving a valuation of $6.7 billion. Last week, two large funding rounds provided further evidence of the momentum behind digital-first D2C insurance. MetroMile, which offers pay-per-mile auto insurance, announced it was going public via a SPAC merger at a $1.3 billion valuation. Designed for low-mileage drivers, which account for two-thirds of U.S. drivers, MetroMile saves users an average of 47% versus their previous carrier. It tracks users' driving data, for example, mileage, commuter route, car location, and driving behavior, but does not change per-mile rates based on this data. Instead, it uses the data in predictive models to recommend ways drivers can reduce their costs, for example, alerts when cars are parked in street-sweeping zones. Currently operational in eight U.S. states, MetroMile intends to be in 21 states by the end of 2021 and nationwide by the end of 2022. That same week, home insurance startup Hippo, competitor to Lemonade, 
announced it had raised $350 million. The raise follows a previous round in July 2020 of $150 million at a $1.5 billion valuation. Hippo streamlines the process of acquiring home insurance, offering consumers the ability to sign up online in as little as four minutes. It markets itself as an insurance provider for digital consumers, with smart home monitoring and maintenance booking services. Currently in 27 states, Hippo plans to use its funding to reach 95% of U.S. homeowners within the next year. Life insurance has been a laggard in InsurTech. Roughly two-thirds of InsurTech funding goes to property casualty. This is, in part, due to lower profitability and regulatory requirements. For example, life insurers are generally required to hold large amounts of capital. Startups often partner with carriers rather than become insurers themselves. That said, there have been a growing number of D2C life insurance startups entering the market with streamlined onboarding and no medical exam required. Bestow, which raised $50 million in April 2020, assesses applicants online in as little as five minutes using AI-powered underwriting to process data and offer 10- or 20-year policies issued through North American Co., which is also an investor. It reported significant growth during the pandemic, 5x year-over-year for the period between March through September 2020, and has sold over $10 billion in coverage so far. DayForward, founded this year and not yet operational, came out of stealth mode this week as another D2C life insurance carrier. Other D2C life insurance players include Ethos Life, Policy Genius, Ladder, Fabric, and Haven Life. The established insurance players, many of which are employing direct-to-consumer approaches themselves, still have an outsized share of the market. As an example, between April 2019 to April 2020, Geico and Progressive accounted for 92% of the growth in premiums in the car insurance space. Insurance customers like well-known, reliable brands. However, insurance is in an arena with notoriously low consumer loyalty. With the right offer, lower rates, better experiences, incredible backing, startups and non-traditional players, for example, GM and its new OnStar-powered insurance offering, Rivian and its planned in-house insurance offering, and Amazon selling auto insurance in India, can still take market share. To read more content related to emerging areas of investment and the evolution of financial services, check out our July 31st, 2020, Three Shifts edition, Blank Check Companies, also known as SPACs, are booming this year. And our December 13th, 2019 brief, tech players expand their ecosystems through payments and financial services. That's it for this week's Three Shifts edition. If you'd like to read more content and you're not already subscribed, Head to sixpages.com to sign up for free summaries of our deeply researched briefs and the three shifts edition straight to your inbox. Keep an eye out for our upcoming brief on electric vehicles and their growth trajectory. And talk to you again on next week's three shifts edition.